Welcome to Fitsby Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Born ready. Born ready. I love that. I I love your first one though. Like I wish I could just say all those things. I know. That is so bad. Hey everybody, welcome to fit to be Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today. I'm here with Beth Learn. She's the CEO and founder of fit to be Studio online website. Go check it out. Um, we're also here with Catherine Brunner. Um, she is the founder and chief music maker of Music at Home, which is, I have to say, <laughs> a pretty killer title. Um, so I'm going to want to know about what do you mean by chief music maker and learn about that. Um, but before we do, um, where are you coming to us from? I am coming to you straight from uh, Fairfax, Virginia, 17 miles west of Washington, D.C. Oh, so the cool. number two capital of traffic in the world, although D.C. is the capital of, well, of the United States, D.C. You know, we've got yeah. the capital in a couple different ways. Yeah. So um, how long have you been there? I have I graduated high school here actually um, moved okay. all around as a military kid okay. and my dad ended up here and have been here ever since went away for college came back so this is home I love it here right. despite the traffic got it where where did you go for college I went to a liberal arts college called Gardner Webb University mm-hmm. and then I went on to do some master's work at Reformed Theological Seminary and okay. also some work at George Mason University for um, continuing my work in music. So, awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. So um, yep. Beth, how do you guys know each other? How, how, what's the connection? Oh, uh, we connected, I think through one of the ultimate bundles. Um, yeah. and Catherine reached out because she was wanting to know more about how she could help moms getting up and down off the ground with kids, um, in her program. Cause you know, she has these excellent music material things for her, um, clients that offer activities and motions and songs that her clients can do. She'll be telling us more about this. I'm butchering the description. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I love it. Great. <laughs> and so uh, I wrote a blog for her about just ways to safely transition and, and what the crossover is really between music and fitness, because a lot of right. people don't think about it, but any right. singer yeah. can tell you that yeah. the core plays a massive role in singing Absolutely. well and making music. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is Absolutely. That's awesome. So, so tell me more about Music at Home. What is Music at Home? Sure. Music at Home is an online music studio for babies, toddlers, preschoolers, kindergartners, soon to be first graders. We're releasing a new class series this fall and their parents. So parents do classes alongside their children to help them move forward in musicianship and really to train children um, in a holistic understanding of what music is, but you can't do that without movement. And that's why I reached out to Beth because Mm -hmm. movement is so key and not just for the children, but parents as they model these movements for their children need to understand how to do so safely. Wow. That's fantastic. And when did, Mm -hmm. um, when did music at home get off the ground? 
get started. So I think you'll like this. I, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, Beth, but um, a year, no, let's see, a couple months after my second daughter was born, I um, had not been able to teach my early childhood music classes for a little while um, due to childbirth and all sorts of health mm-hmm. issues and things like that. And I had been thinking for at least two years, how can I continue to teach while being a mom, while kind of getting through some of these um, muddy waters with health and everything. And a month after I had my second child, I was doing one of your videos and I was really focusing on my core and it just hit me. Oh my goodness. I need to put my classes out online mm-hmm. in a similar way to what Beth Learn has done because I can no longer teach these classes at this point in my life in a live setting all week long like I had been used mm-hmm. to doing years prior. Yeah, and I got I have got to tell you from that point on I could not stop thinking about it. You know when something has just come yep. alive in you. So that was the beginning of 2015 and it took until about 2017 to have our hard launch. So music at home has really um, as of this August it will be 1 year. So wow, wow. congratulations. Well, and that just speaks right, to how you. a lot of people think that websites are point and click. And, oh, you just build a website. <laughs> Nope. No, not at all. Yes. And so I have to say too, I have um, an amazing brother who does incredible behind the scenes work for me on my website. And without him, the website would not exist. So it's kind of, you know, without Chris, uh, (laughs) fit to be would not be anywhere. (laughs) Yep. I hear you. Absolutely. It's easy for people to watch a Squarespace ad and see somebody put together a little three-page website about, you know, something. And you really can build that in like one hour and kind of think that's how websites are. But when you're building something with resources and ways to purchase and access things, it's kind of a horrible nightmare that I don't wish on anyone, actually. That's hilarious. You have to really love what you do and really want to get that content out there and then really, (laughs) really want to keep getting that content out there for the next number of years. Like it has to be a passion, which it is for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have my down days. Yep. Yeah. But I just wanted you to know that you were part of the inspiration for music at home, which is really quite something. And now we're reaching people all over the world in Australia, in South America, in the Netherlands, um, uh, you know, all over Canada, China, Singapore, Indonesia. So anyway, really cool. Oh, that's good. See, we can never, we can't seem to get people in China. I don't know why. Oh, interesting. Uh, Here and there. And then... I think we're blocked, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, probably seriously. our wording. No, I think we're blocked, actually. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So, there's, there's some people that can't access. But, yeah, having a global base has been an interesting thing um, for us. It's, it's made it cool and fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, kind of the build-up before Music at Home, how did you get to that? Like, how did you find yourself, yeah. you know, doing that? Oh, wow. So this story um, is very near to my heart because prior to, um, let's see, well, let me just back up. So in 2005, I got my 
certification in early childhood music and movement and began teaching it um, alongside of my piano studio. I've been teaching piano in my own studio here in Northern Virginia for 18 years. And so I was doing the early childhood music classes too. And then I had um, my first daughter in 2012. And uh, at that time, I had been recording as a singer-songwriter with a Nashville producer. And in 2012, when I had my first daughter, I realized, ah, I can't keep teaching these early childhood music classes right now. I actually would like to take some time to pursue recording while I can't teach these classes because of the crazy schedule that a child brings and all of Mm -hmm. that. And um, I was really kind of ramping that side of my musicality up and doing lots of concerts. I crowdfunded an album. My Christmas album was um, so amazing. And just well, tell us what it is. How, yeah, where's um, it? It's called, um, if you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Amazon, Music Unlimited, anything. Um, it's called Born This Day was my Christmas album. I think it's my best album in terms of what I want my music to sound like. Um, I did a previous album to that with the same producer, which is more kind of pop in that realm. But my Christmas album is more folk rock, which is more me. So anyway, I I was doing a lot of concerts. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, I think you might enjoy the album too. So anyway, when I um, finished that season in 2012, I also had been directing worship at my church for nine years. So there was a lot of things going on, lots of moving parts. And then in 2013, January 10th, the day before my daughter's first birthday, I experienced a major concussion. And that concussion put me out and not even able to take care of my daughter for seven months. Not able to drive, not able to leave my home. Um, basically had to um, recalibrate to life, you know, and uh, it was awesome. The pastor at my church where I was leading worship kept giving me another month. Okay, are you coming back? Okay, another month. And then we got to the point Mm -hmm. where I realized I'm not coming back and I could not come back. What happened was a month after that concussion, I went back and I led worship one time and the audio, just the noise gave me another head injury. So I had to really deal with that and Mm -hmm. understand, okay, as a musician, noise is now a problem for me. What in the world do I do with this? Um, Certainly teaching classes of 15 to 20 kids at a time is not going to be easy. So what (laughs) happened with that injury? Right. (laughs) So with that injury, um, I was so grateful and thankful to God that I did not lose my memory. I did not have any cognitive deficiencies. But what it did bring for me was a lot of cognitive fatigue, brain fatigue. And that brain fatigue was brought on by noise. Oh, my goodness. What a challenge. It has been quite the challenge. And I've gotten so much better than I was. Obviously, I couldn't even be sitting here with these headphones on five years ago. But... um, you know, at that time, I continued to pursue my songwriting because recording in a studio you can do. I just couldn't play with my band at the time and um, did some really cool projects for um, AIDS orphans in Africa and all this stuff, which I really was passionate about. But when I sat back and I saw my daughter growing up and then I had my second daughter on the way during this whole recovery process, I was like, how am I going to give them uh, music education that I want them to have. I'm not out there teaching my classes, so what am I going to do? And I was just literally praying and thinking, how can I continue teaching my classes? 
that mm-hmm. I love to teach and I'm so passionate about. Um, obviously, I was doing a lot of it with my girls at home, but there were days when I just didn't have the energy to think through even what song to sing with them. Yeah. That's how tired sometimes my brain would be. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I had the idea to put my classes online, it was like this huge shift for me to go, oh my goodness, it gives me chills right now, just to think about how I can use these gifts that I feel God has given me to continue to bless other families. Mm -hmm. And not just for my family, but it has been for my family because I do these music at home classes with my own girls all the time. They're three and six now. And they love them. The second the music starts playing, they come running. Um, They know it's going to be special time with mommy. It's just me and them and music and movement and they go crazy. So um, all of that along with... um, well, I can get into my diastasis journey a little later, but I think that might have answered your question. So. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and as you're talking, sure. I was thinking about um, the story of Esther and how, you know, for such a time as this, like if, if you had been born a hundred years earlier with all this talent and ability um, and had a concussion and everything about your story was mm-hmm. the same up to that moment. And, you know, but the internet didn't exist. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure that, that God is faithful and would have still been using your talent, but like to put you on the planet at this time and enable you to continue to chase this dream and make an impact in other people's lives, bringing music right. and movements through the online platforms that exist now is just so cool. It's just such a right. cool thing here. It gives me chills too. I'm right there with you, sister. That's awesome. very, that's very cool. So you, you've mentioned yeah. movement a bunch of times. With that go along with the music at home, what do you, when you say movement, fill in some of the details. What do you mean by movement? Yeah, there you cannot have music without movement. If you really think about it, if you think about okay. a musician who's playing at the highest level, their fine motor is so refined, uh, but it doesn't start there. It starts with large gross motor, and when you're a child, you have to learn how to move first to understand music is is made with your whole body. And then as you grow, you begin to uh, learn how to do those fine motor movements so that you can play at a higher level. But in terms of movement for my classes, we are always dancing. There's skipping, marching, jumping. There's uh, movements that are seated. There's movements that are standing. Uh, Sometimes, especially in my baby's classes, I recorded those when my second daughter was eight months old. I'll be holding her and and moving and dancing around. Um, Some children may want to just be on the floor. Some children may want to be held even when I'm not holding them, but a parent will want to hold their child. So there's all sorts of movement. Um, Some classes even walk backwards. Um, So there's a lot of That's good for the brain. That's very good for the brain. exactly. I'm the kind of person um, that has to move whenever there's any type of rhythm. Like there's no way I can stand still. I'm sure most people watching, including yourself, um, are familiar with that awesome little video going around about that little girl in the church that it's like, you know, her song comes on and all the other kids are just standing still and she's like patting her legs and she's dancing. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. You guys, if you haven't seen that yet, I think you you search Mm -hmm. like 
little girl dancing at church. You'll probably yeah. find it on Facebook. It is the cutest thing ever. I mean, and no, like she just keeps rocking out the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And there's one that I just posted recently about a dad who's just kind of playing his guitar and his baby's sitting on the bed and this baby is going oh, crazy. I've seen that one too. Yeah. Yes. Music just lights up a child's world and they can't help but move. And yeah. just like us, we can't help it either. So right. yeah. yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Super, my son super oh, cool. he loves music. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves to move. Yes, he does. So, yep. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Love it. So so you talked about that the classes are for the for little kids. Um what exactly do they experience in a class like like the music at home class? What describe kind of what it is? So the classes are intended to give children a solid foundation for music literacy. And what they will experience is the opportunity to repeat rhythm patterns and tonal patterns that are literally pulled out of the songs that we sing. Children, um, their brains are wired to understand music better with the unaccompanied voice. So it's a lot of me singing without background music. And then we also bring in some uh, professional recordings of the really, really fun recorded movements. For example, one is um, put to the put to music with Oliver, what's it called? Um, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jump over the candlestick. And there's a great little movement that goes with that. And so you're up around, you're um, imagining what it would be like to be jumping over that candlestick. And then there's Oliver Twist, he can't do this, touch his knees, touch his toes, clap his hands and around he goes. And there's a really fun recorded movement that um, has parents and children moving all over the room with that. So it's a lot of language learning, a lot of song learning. If you were to take my family music for mixed ages class, you would get 94 song activities and children will just be spouting those off outside of class and inside of class. And the, the um, neurological pathways that are being mm-hmm. established are just um, innumerable. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Well, I know in classical education, um, mm-hmm. that format of learning, they attach song to rhyme, right. to learning certain grammatical and right. mathematical things, yeah. plus, and they have them stand and they have them shift because when you're using different parts of the brain, not just the speech part, but also movement parts and That's lyrical right. parts, and you, and then you also add motions where you're maybe crossing the midline. Woo! The right. whole brain lights right. up, and then that yeah. increases the retention and the memory of what they've been learning. It does. It's like taking a pencil and tracing it across the same line over and over and over. The more you repeat something, the stronger that brain pathway gets. Um, probably similar to muscle memory for yep. everything you do in fitness. Right. So um, that's what we do in music at home classes. And our classes, just like a fitness class, are meant to be repeated again and again and again. And each time a child comes back to that class, they'll be, come to it with a new understanding because of the last time they completed mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense. So. That's so good. Yeah. That's super, mm-hmm. super cool. And y- you mentioned a couple of times too, that um, how parents can participate in this. So how, do, how does that work? Do parents, how do they participate in it? Is Do they just listen along with it and kind of go along or? 
Ideally, my goal is that parents will do what I'm doing so that the child will follow their parent. Um, I would much rather the child be doing what the parent is doing so that, you know, that parent is just intricately involved with that child during that whole class session. Right. Uh, now the parent can um, modify anything I'm doing along the way. And I'm always clear to say that usually at the beginning of the classes and um, parents just get to engage their children right where they're at. And it's such a great time too, because you can just sit back, let somebody else lead it, but be fully engaged as well with your mm-hmm. child. So it, it's, Hopefully, my desire is that it's an incredibly um, priceless bonding time with their children when mm-hmm. parents do these classes. So, yeah. well, they say that the family that plays together stays together, right? And when we Absolutely. play, this is this sounds like another way to play and. Um, you know, maybe most people wouldn't associate it with a workout, but I do hereby declare Beth Learn of Fit to Be as a fitness professional that this would be a workout because any type of purposeful movement is exercise. And when you string multiple movements together, that becomes a workout. Mm-hmm. And if you're also learning during the process, bonus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me tell you, when I recorded um, last summer, we did a couple of days of 10-hour days, and I had just finished doing Kelly Bean's tummy team. My diastasis was completely closed, and um, I was going into this knowing that I was pretty you know, strong in my core, but after 10 hours, I had probably been up and down at least 150 to 200 times yeah. in the course of those 10 hours, my core was feeling it. Oh my goodness. So yeah. anyway, it doesn't take 10 hours to, to feel it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, no, that's but yeah. imagine doing that without having done core rehab. Oh, oh, I know. Not so good. So, um, do you feel like yes, doing I core rehab be- made you a stronger singer? Um, you know, I, it's hard to say because I'm not singing professionally in the way that I used to, okay. but I do sing all the time for these classes and things like that. Um, and absolutely, it strengthens everything that you need for singing. There is no, I, I am exhausted if I sing for an hour, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. but I used to be able to sing for two, three, four hours at a time. Wow and be fine. It's just a matter of building up that endurance. And, you know, I'm not outperforming every weekend, so it's going to be different no matter what. So it's a little hard for me to gauge, but, um, but certainly I know the difference when my core is active and not active. And my desire is that parents who do my classes will really give some thought to what's going on in their core and not just hold their baby on their hip and let everything kind of push out or, uh, you know, not just get up and down um, from a seated to a standing position without thinking, am I engaging my core? And actually what is going on in that region? And have I given it any thought? So Mm -hmm. one of the things I love to do with music at home is tell my audience about what you're doing, Beth, because it's so helpful to them. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had a lot of parents really, um, come to me and say, wow, I never, I've never heard about this. What is a diastasis? Can you tell me more? And then of course I point them to you. So um, it's really great. And I've had a long journey myself, so I can share my journey with them too, but that's awesome. 
word of mouth is still one of our most powerful referral sources and nobody can argue with a testimony, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They can't argue with your yeah. story when you say, this is what happened and this is how it's right. helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very, very powerful. And, and the core and the core, um, if I, I'm just going to take just a second to go into a little bit of a deeper level, like how that plays mm-hmm. into music in terms of singing, you have your core, which is like a cylinder. And at the top of that cylinder, you have the diaphragm which is responsible for um, the suctioning effect that assists the lungs in breathing. So when you inhale, your diaphragm drops down and it kind of makes mm-hmm. a, a, an umbrella that's been turned inside out. And then when yep. you exhale, the umbrella goes back the right way and that, that diaphragm lifts and supports the lungs to help push air up out. But at the same time, your pelvic floor is mirroring in a healthy core. The pelvic floor is mirroring what's happening in the diaphragm. So if you're not watching this, if you, um, and you want to switch over, um, you can see what my hands are doing right now. I'm kind of making cups with my hands, but when the diaphragm drops, the pelvic floor also comes down a little bit and then it raises when we exhale, it helps to lift because it's an entire system, nothing works in isolation. And then you have your transverse abs that wrap around and a lot of spinal muscles and and other little tiny muscles, but the big ones are the diaphragm and the pelvic floor and the transverse abs and then the multifidus and erector spinae in the back that are just kind of creating this canister. And whenever you inhale, that whole system moves and it assists the breath. Mm -hmm. And so when there's dysfunction and when the fascia that joins the abs in the middle is thinned and separated and dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and not holding tension, you're not going to have as much strength in your voice. When the pelvic floor is not as responsive, when you've had damage from childbirth, um, when there's been abuse or trauma or surgery, all of that can impact what's happening in your voice and and also how you're moving, how you're dancing, how you're manifesting music in your life. And so there are some pretty amazing physiological connections. Mm -hmm, For sure. That is absolutely correct. And I feel that. You know, so I can say that's for sure. Um, and I, I do look forward to getting back to the day when I do get to sing three to four hours a day because it is so exhilarating to get to do music for that long. And it is mm-hmm. a full-bodied experience. It is just so much fun. And that's not really what we're training kids to do at these young age of music <laughs> at home. But, you know, we are getting their voices. I, I have to tell you, I have interviewed hundreds of kids in my uh, piano studio here in Northern Virginia. And I have a lot of them who come in who have never used the upper register of their voice. And it does, like you say, come back to that core. So I say, okay, think of a string going through your entire body, mm-hmm. flip your head up to the, flip your voice up to the very yeah. top of your head. And now yep. can you repeat so me do. Can you repeat that? Because a lot of times they'll come back to me. So me do. They'll like be way down in their lower register. But I help kids find their head voice. And in my classes at music at home, I sing in a range that is so good for children. A lot of times with pop music, we'll hear these pop voices singing so low in children's mm-hmm. pop music. And it's just, oh, that's one of the things that I just, oh, it makes me cringe. <laughs> Not good for a child to be just singing in that lower register all the time. We've got to get up there. And like you said, it does take the core, that core to support that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, yeah. I love hearing you demonstrate things. Like, oh, I like that you're actually <laughs> singing for us a little bit. Oh, man. Singing is just who I am. So, yeah. I, I, um, here's something a lot of people might not know about me, but, um, 
I'm currently um, on the worship team at my church, and um, uh-huh. our main worship leader had to step down, um, life and, and, and needing to travel. And I am the oldest one on the team, and so I ended up being kind of this de facto <laughs> person in charge. And it's such a strange thing I've ever done before. And, um, well, I mean, not really a leader. I, you know, there's, I, I really want like to help other people do that because there's people on the team who Mm -hmm. have that capability and I want to support them in doing that. But it's like, they come and like, Beth, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. And then they, I'm supposed to do all these female lead things. And my head voice has been challenged lately because we had another gal Mm -hmm. who was better in those upper ranges and I just let her, I just let her do that stuff and got, yeah. and now I'm, Ooh, and it is, it's that, it's that sending your voice up and back and through and out your forehead. And it's yeah. a similar concept of the core. It's like, we're trying to pull yeah. up and in and send energy mm-hmm. up and out through the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that, really, it's real. Now that you're doing that more regularly, do you notice the, you know, the, the workout that you're getting while doing the singing? Oh, I totally can feel the difference and hear it in my monitor when I am not using my transverse. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if I'm standing in good alignment, okay, there's a lot of talk um, in my world about, oh, you know, just be in good alignment and that's enough to activate the core. You, if you're not doing anything, but the, but, if, but singing is work and lifting something is work. And, right. and I feel like there needs to be a little extra, and, and I believe, not just feel, um, you know, activation of the transverse abdominis, that, that lifting from the base of the core, starting with the pelvic floor, pulling everything gently up and in, maybe 20 to 35-ish percent. And when I do that, my voice comes out so much more clear, so much more steady. Mm-hmm. I'm not cracking. I'll be like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Tummy tight. Let me try that again. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It really does. It does. It does. But I'm not going to sing for all of you right now. Yeah. I'll let you do the singing in this episode. I'm not going to either. Chris, come on. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's been an interesting journey. Just, learning how to activate my core in all areas of life, you know, and not just when I'm teaching a music class or doing a music class or a fitness class, but, um, you know, all throughout the day, I have my cues when I'm getting my water at the refrigerator, pin those abs, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. belly breast and all of that. Um, I'm in the shower when I'm behind the wheel in my car. Uh, Just those are my places where I'm working on just, how do you, how do you say it? Just, zipping it up or something like that. that yeah that's one of kelly's awesome cues is like yeah. zipping from the base of your pubic bone and imagining your yeah. hip bones and your ribs yeah. and your chest yeah. all coming together and just pulling those frontal bones together Woo, you can feel yeah. it with singing yeah, i really I, like to envision that i'm not just supporting my voice from my diaphragm but that i really am supporting it from my pelvic floor mm-hmm. that i'm mm-hmm. and this sounds crass okay but, but, but support, but singing, singing from your butt, you know, it's like from the bottom up and I don't say it's that out true. loud at church. Right. You know, but it's like, yeah. if I am, if I am, <laughs> that would not be appropriate. Um, I've had uh, voice but, teachers say that to me. It's, you know, it's really well, true. Yeah, I haven't heard that yeah. from voice teachers. I just, in, yeah. in terms of how the core works physiologically and how it's designed, um, it works better and 
it works better when we start the flex from the pelvic floor and when we hook people up to all kinds of electrodes and all kinds of strange places where the sun doesn't shine, um, we find out that the pelvic floor fires first in the core. Wow. And so when we can work with that and engage with that consciously and have the breath begin with the pelvic floor, that base of muscles at the bottom that keeps everything up and in between those pelvic bones, we lift from there first. Now we have the power of everything coming up and out Mm -hmm. instead of down and out. That's the next blog article I'm coming to you for right there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So me an email. Right. Like you you can't have your foundational components if you were weak. Right. So mm-hmm. you can do all this work with the diaphragm, but if then it, it doesn't have its own support, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to, it's going to, it's not going to work well. It's not going to be as strong. It's not going to be yeah. as strong. And right. in a healthy core, it will naturally coactivate with all the things with the transverse and yeah. with the pelvic floor. But mm-hmm. the reality is that, Oh goodness. The sad statistic I saw recently was like up to 80% of women are living with some type of dysfunction or pain after childbirth. Yeah. Did, that's a did, lot. And nobody yeah. brings it up. You, you, and that's broad. He doesn't seem to right. bring it up usually. Right. Yeah. And it took a Pilates instructor in a private lesson for me to first hear the word diastasis. And it was way right. prior yeah. to knowing that you existed online. Right. And I'm like, what? You're telling yeah. me I've got a separation of my abdom- abdominal wall? What in the world is that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. And then you want to walk around with like your hands holding your gut together because you're just not even <laughs> sure and you don't have all the information and you're yes. sure something's going to fall out of you at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which was when, um, when I came across your information, I think it was through my friend I went to college with, Erin Odom, um, who runs oh, The yeah. Humble Homemaker. Oh, you went to yeah. college with so, her. Oh, yeah, that's the connection. Okay. Yes, that probably, yes. So um, she, I think, was promoting your stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow, I've never heard anyone online talk about this diastasis. And I heard about that, you know, a year ago and didn't know what to do. So now I have someone to guide me. And that's when I joined Fit to Be. So yeah, yeah. I, I've loved it. Erin's uh, great. I, I want to get her on here. Erin, if you're listening to oh, this. Oh, you absolutely come on she's a busy lady we're gonna get her though she said she was gonna do on her third book or something yeah (laughs) she's doing a lot of great great things to Uh a lot of people yes she is so So tell us about your favorite movement what's your favorite movement what's your favorite exercise that you like doing oh oh i i love your (laughs) foam relaxing video so with my foam roller I have to say, um, using my foam roller is an awesome way to exercise. Um, but in terms of what I absolutely love, I always go back to yoga at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do some sort of movement in the morning, whether that's your class or another yoga class. Um, or And then at night, I wind down with some sort of yoga or a relaxing video mm-hmm. from it to be. Yeah. So every morning, every night, fitness is a part of my life. And if I don't do it, I feel the difference, um, the stretching, the mobilization, everything right. really, really helps. So mm-hmm. let me think of their one um, side bending. That has got to be my absolute favorite. Um, your mermaid. Okay. Yep. That's one of my opening up the side. Yes. I'm always so tight right there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just did it in my back cracked. Yeah. Clearly I needed that. Oh. 
<laughs> and then I have to say another thing too. Your neck routine got me through some of the most intense times of my recovery because long, usually with every concussion comes a neck injury. And right. I had a very intense neck injury. So finally got that fixed last year. I think about the same time you had your surgery, I was having yeah. a neck um, procedure um, wow. as well. I got the uh, four nerves burnt off on both sides of my neck and something oh. called a radio frequency procedure and now yeah it's incredible it was very difficult to heal from but now on the other side it is a fantastic way to get rid of um, a lot of neck pain and spinal pain and I did it at the National Spine and Pain Center so there's they have those all over the United States wow wow yeah I know somebody who had that done in her pelvis because she just okay like massive lumbopelvic pain and, and searched and searched and searched for reasons and had multiple surgeries. And finally, like, you know, basically your nerves are just not calming down. Your nerves are just stuck in a signal pattern Mm -hmm. and and they're just convinced there's still a problem and there's not. So we're just going to end those nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Like stop firing. Just go to sleep. That That sounds crazy. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, well, that's, that is but, very interesting to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I have to say, too, um, about your videos. My daughter came in recently when I was doing one of yours. She goes, I want to see the one with the dog when the dog comes in. Can you just go to the one with her little dog? I'm like, I don't know which one has her dog. Weightlifting 101. We've had guest appearances from our pets on various uh, film I sites. I love it. And, but the most memorable for me was weightlifting 101 when we were at Chris and Alice's house and I was teaching tummy safe patterns for deadlifts with dumbbells and their little, uh, what are they called? Yes. She comes in and rolls over on her back right in front of me. And so then I'm like, what do I do? And so I just rolled with it. And I, so I would put the dumbbells down and scratch her tummy, pick the dumbbells back up and stand up. And then deadlift, put the dumbbells down, scratch her tummy, pick the dumbbells up. And members love it. And that dog, that dog made herself a part of that whole workout. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's It's so funny. You know, Hollywood says the two things you never want to choose for your filming is animals or children and you know you made the best of that animal moment and I have children in all of my videos yeah. and I just go with it you just go with it and it turns yeah. out great um there was one video where um my my husband at the end of this very long day and I put my two-year-old at a six o'clock time thinking she would get a great nap and a great dinner and then she would come back and she would be my last session of the day well my husband did not get the memo to feed her dinner. <laughs> I'm not quite certain why, but she comes into this class and she is just not herself. And I thought, wow, she's really she was kind hangry. Of- she was hangry. Yeah, she was just acting out all over the place. So a class that was supposed to be filmed in about 40 minutes took an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. And this poor girl, you know, once we gave her a lollipop, something kicked on and I sugar. That- still didn't know she didn't have dinner until we were on our way home. Oh, so anyway. No. It's just crazy things happen on set and you yeah. just roll with it and used the to, day gets longer, but it used yep. to make me really, um, I used to have anxiety like, Oh, there's this pet and they're in there and you know, or there's a kid. You know <laughs> what? Um, I think the, the brand has been built on authenticity and you know, everyone else has yeah. pets. So like, 
so I now when the dogs or the ferrets or the cats or whatever other bizarre <laughs> things we have running around roll into the set, I just don't even try. And then Beth yeah. worked yeah. them in and I think people like it. it. Hopefully well, they do. They don't complain. They we don't like have it. to call cut too often. There, you know, usually we roll with it. There was the time that I was filming right, o- right over here and my son, who is currently over on the couch, eyeballing me, um, he mm-hmm. thought he was being sneaky and he comes tiptoeing behind me through oh, the set. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and Chris let the cameras roll long <laughs> enough for us to get the blooper. And then he was like, all right, cut, yeah. Seth, what are you doing? Is that the one where he was peeking <laughs> around that cabinet back yes! there? Yes. He's yeah. like peeking around. The island back there. His oh, head is like coming out like this and looking and then coming yeah. out. Like, oh, you're totally... If you can oh, see that, can see you. But anyway, oh, good time. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks for being on with us. It has been a joy to have Absolutely. you. I hope everybody checks out your program and gets some movement with music in this awesome way. Thank yeah. you. I'd love to offer a promo to your customers too, which we can include um, if they want to try music at yes. home at a discounted rate. Um, so I'll send you that info, and you can post yep. it along with this yeah. um, video so and we'll put it podcast. Yeah, yep. if you're listening to the podcast, you'll find the link and the promo code and all that stuff in the show notes and you can click right on it. All right. Awesome. I'd love to have some mamas who are really ready to move with their children and get them thinking musically and singing and just enjoying some great time together. So thanks guys for having me on. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, for crying out loud in a bucket, it's really hard for me to end these podcasts. I could talk to our guests for days. Thanks for listening. I really hope you join our community over at fittobe.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at fittobe, on Instagram at fittobe studio, and on Facebook via fittobe tummy safe fitness. See you soon.